This is Peter Helland on the show Israel, and some of you might have seen the four of us, Vincent, Mike, and Mario, together, I think it was last June. And uh, with the verdict, uh, we've been meeting, and with the verdict coming out on the Chauvin trial, uh, we, we were ready to try to jump in with the conversation that we've been having. Uh, the scripture, I think, that in my mind is really the solution for a lot of things is 1 Timothy chapter 1 and 2. Okay, Paul just got done. It says, uh, Among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. I urge them, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks, be made for everyone, for kings and all that are in authority, that we may lead, live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Uh, that's what we're aiming at, to live a quiet and a peaceful life. I think most people want that. Here is the answer, but the problem was people were blaspheming. And Paul had to give them over to Satan to teach him not to blaspheme. That was the core problem. Blaspheme means to speak evil of, and you're not allowed to speak evil of one another, but especially it means those in authority. Okay, now, I'm guilty like crazy. Why? Mm -hmm. To speak evil of means to make light of. Any ridicule, mm -hmm. any participation in people making fun of uh, those in authority, you know. So the the solution here is, wow, I need to be praying. I find myself praying more for the administration now than I did with the Trump administration, because my tendency is to be more critical of the current administration. That's just me, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. So so we have to be protective. We have to guard. You know, because then it, it further on it says, likewise, you women dress modestly, okay? So how do women take things down? Well, they dress immodestly, okay? How do we take things down? We ridicule those in authority, we speak evil of them, and eventually we might even take the sword, okay? And, and Christians are not that way. So the solution is we got to pray for those people, we got to watch what we're saying, okay? I'm just putting that out there. Well, but I, I think there's a really important caveat. And what you said and what you read was the Word of God. And I always like when you establish it. And we've got, you know, our, we've got Bibles open here so we can always, um, as Paul said, the Bereans were more noble people. They examined the Scriptures every day. So what you said, I agree, is scriptural. The problem is we're truth speakers. And a lot of times, it reminds me of something that Harry Truman was attributed to saying he was campaigning on a train and uh, he gave his speech and this guy yelled, give him hell, Harry. And he said, I don't give him hell. I just tell him the truth and they think it's hell. So I, I think we need to different, differentiate between speaking evil and ridiculing and speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. Because how many times did we see in the New Testament that uh, Jesus and the disciples were brought before kings and rulers? And uh, they spoke truth to them. Uh, so what I don't want, because as you know, we're not, we're not um, uh, new beginners. We're, we're not babies in Christ. We're all elders with gray hair in our head and you know, we've been tested. So I think it's important that we set a proper tone of rightly dividing the word of God. I agree with you. We shouldn't ridicule. And I agree, you know, it's something that I've had to deal with myself. It's crucifying the flesh. But at the same time, we need to speak truth to power. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm and, not, and, yeah. We, and we also have to talk about the situation as it exists. Exactly. Uh, the signs of the times. So a year ago, uh, the cities were going up in flames, and we were uh, got together uh, to testify to the fact that that didn't correspond to the situation in South Bend, Indiana, that there was no racial polarization in South Bend, Indiana. And I think part of the reason that we didn't have uh, South Bend go up in flames is because we testified to that fact. We, we disarmed the main weapon that is being used against all citizens of the United States at this time, which is racial polarization. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is their game. This mm -hmm. is what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And last year, it, 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 the method, methodology was setting the cities on fire. This year, we have a slightly different situation. Now we have another trial. We have another uh, murder case. And now I think uh, the, the goal here is to intimidate the jury. So we, what we saw last year was the, uh, the, the undermining of the electoral process with all sorts of accusations of fraud, which simply got swept aside by the mass uh, media. And now we have uh, an instance where the same people, the same uh, players show, I'm talking about Black Lives Matter, they're there, and they're threatening to burn the city down again unless the, the jury goes along with their, with their uh, plan. Mm -hmm. So the question is, uh, okay, last year it was the electoral system, now it's the judicial system. Question is, uh, can you get a fair trial? Uh, now, uh, most trials have nothing to do with, with anything, and most trials you walk in and you're put in the jury box, and now you hear the first, this is the first time you ever heard this story. Okay, and this guy says this, and that guy says that, and you, well, this is not the case here. We, for one year, we've been hearing uh, uh, one story and watching one video, and I think that it, it, it has simply formed the mind of everybody in the United States one way or the other. So the question is, can a man get a fair trial if, in a situation like this? Now, there's a man who has had this yeah. existential experience, and yeah. that's Brother Mario here, yeah. who had his own experience with the judicial system in South Bend, Indiana. And so I think... I'd like to ask you that question and answer it based on your experience. Uh, well, I can I, I can speak empirically. Uh, you know, 1994, having gone through having to defend a false charge, which was demonstrably false, if it could have been demonstrated. But I wasn't allowed witnesses. Okay, uh, at the time, the state. Just to give you an example of what I'm saying, at the at the time, the state was alleging I'd broken into my wife's house at that time, before 3.30, because there was a witness that began watching the marital residence, okay? Uh, from 3.30 to the time she saw uh, my wife drive up into the garage, she's watching the house. They asked her, could you have a clear view of the house? Yes, I can. And did you see anybody go in? No. So obviously the inference is I was in the house before 3.30. In reality, I was taping uh, the TV show, Stand Up America, that we, I did with Dave Frank. The, if you remember um, uh, the old Comcast cable television station was was on um, uh, was that Edison Edison and what's that this well grape is up ahead and then Hickory Hickory okay we had left there used to be an AM radio station on Hickory it's a vacant lot now or built mm -hmm. over so we le normally we would do our, our radio show AM radio show get done at 1230 go to lunch at Dave's restaurant he had Frank's mm -hmm. uh, uh, on 23, and then we would do tape the show like Monday. Dave decided this day 
let's just go after we have lunch, let's go to the studio and tape the show. So we go to uh, Heritage Cable uh, on Hickory uh, and Edison from two o'clock to four in the studio taping a show. Now at trial, the state says, well, here's this woman since she watched the house from 335. Mario had to have broken in before. The, the reality is, so what the jury, and my attorney called no witnesses. So what, what I'm saying to you is, the reality is, because that's the first time I've ever experienced a criminal trial. So I'm thinking, this is a, this is a search for truth. Well, I'm going to tell you, the reality is, a criminal trial is based on what the prosecution can prove. Mm-hmm. They, have, they charge you based on elements. And they have to, whether it's knowingly, intentionally, you did and you committed this act. Well, so all they're interested in doing is, is, is presenting to the jury these elements. Because then they'll charge the jury. They'll say, okay, we prove this, this, and this, and what's your verdict? What I'm saying to you is, uh, uh, brother, is this. What I saw firsthand was the manipulation of justice, the manipulation of the justice system. Whoever has the power to do it, convict anyway. Okay, you know, now, now let's get back, get, let's back up a little bit, okay. get the big picture here. Why, why are you uh, persona non grata here in South Bend, Indiana? What's, what's the poli- what was the political background of this? This wasn't just a, this no. was a political trial. Right. You, were, you were challenging the uh, incumbent mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Right. And right. I assume you had a good chance of uh, winning because mm-hmm. if you didn't have a good chance of winning, they wouldn't have done this to you. Uh, uh, you know, we had uh, been told, and of course I talked about Dr. Dennis Moran being my campaign manager, and he had been the campaign manager for Mike Barnes. And Mike Barnes was a very powerful... Mike Barnes was the prosecutor. For 20-something years. And right. a very wicked man, a very evil man. Uh, and, uh, well, Dennis had, after several campaigns, had just decided he didn't want anything to do with him, and he, he was drawn to me because I was a reformer, uh, running against Joe Kernan, who had Joe been, Kernan was the mayor, the right, incumbent mayor at exactly. that point. We had been told, Dennis had found out that the plan was for Joe Kernan to win in 1995 and then to be appointed as lieutenant governor, which he, in fact, was. So, if I were to win, not only would I interrupt that plan, because if he wins the mayor, then he can then hand over mm-hmm. the, uh, the mayor's seat to whomever they want, Steve Lickey. And that's important because it controls so much money. Right. And TIF and contracts and those kind of right. things. So here I come along. I'm just thinking, who's not against improving the neighborhoods and fighting against crime and those type of things? Well, the reality is it, it's, it's not about um, justice. It's not about what's right it's all about who can manipulate so a, who can manipulate the public opinion and the public opinion because did, did the south bend tribune uh come out in your they favor went, went after me went after me went after you. so Several. you can't count on the press no the press is now in the in the pocket of the the democratic machine which yes. controls politics yes. in south bend indiana yes that the democratic party represents the interest of black people of course you should well, have known that you that, should have known that Okay, that that's uh, you. It, you I laugh when I think about the history of the Dem- which has been in control over forty years here, and you think, well, this should you know, Democrats they're pro, pro you know pro black people. No, 
if you look at the numbers now, I, I mean, it's just, it's really bad. Poverty, uh, uh, unemployment, uh, 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 the, the size of the police department has shrunk. The number of minority officers have shrunk within that context. Um, it has not been good for black people. It has, I don't know if it's ever been good for black people. There are no black millionaires here. When I uh, was uh, the chairman of the board of the Urban League, I held a meeting of uh, uh, minority contractors. There were 24 minority contractors, several large uh, construction contractors, Baptiste and Murdoch, and they had large contracts. You don't have that anymore. What they've offered in return are jobs, and jobs with the city. In order, in order for a black person to be success, successful, you get a job with the city. Okay, so that brings you, you control. You go along with the plan. Well, you're silenced. You're silenced. The the far so th this this brings up the whole the whole yeah. big issue of using uh, the black people as proxy warriors for yes. for other agendas. Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely. so uh, that's what we that's what we saw in South Bend. Yeah. You you challenge the Democratic. Uh, Machine here, and they don't care what color your skin is. They're going to crush you. And well, they and, and, you know, I had to run as a Republican. When I came from Chicago, you know, I was from Chicago where the Dem Democrats are controlled forever. So I came here. I went to a Democratic fundraiser. I met Mike Barnes. I met Joe Kernan. I think we wrote a check for $75 to him. There were Democrats. I mean, like, yeah, you know, you got to be good for black people, right? And then I quickly found out they weren't. So I knew that I couldn't run against the Democratic Party within the Democratic Party because I would lose in the primary, okay? So I decided to run as a Republican, which is a whole story because the Republican Party was broken and some think it was just a shell for the Democratic Party. Uh, but yeah, the, that, that's just the controlled a, opposition. Republican Party exactly. is controlled opposition but, here in but, South But Bay, here locally, Indiana. I don't want to say this because I want to drive this point home. The Democrats locally, and, and I'm apolitical, I, I'm not Republican or Democrat. I don't want people to think that I'm just coming up here and I'm one of those people that, you know. I, no, the Democrats locally, from my empirical experience, and I'm still fighting my wrongful conviction. I've sued Buttigieg and Tim Corbett is another story who covered up the planning of evidence and they've appointed judges now who knew of the planning of evidence in my mm. case. Democrats are not friends of black people, no. at least locally. And being from Chicago and looking at the conditions Chicago is in with the violent crime, they're certainly not friends of black people in Chicago. That's so, just the truth. So having been through what you have been through, yes. and the eyes that you have now, the, the, the experience you had, how did you see the, the, the Derek Chauvin case well, in, you, in Minneapolis? Well, you know, how when, did you see when, it? When Brother Peter called me, um, I had a great deal of hesitancy. I'm not, I'm not a fearful or a timid person. Uh, I don't have a problem. I've been speaking truth for 30 years. As you say, speaking truth got me put in prison, okay? But my hesitancy was, could we, artic could we articulate what, what we believe without, because they're, they're you know, I mean, it's a you, polarized you, you stand up it and speak the truth and they send waves of angry people who are misinformed and misled and, and, and the, it, they're spun up against you and, and they're, they're shouting and you're trying to be the quiet, well, still voice. That's the point. That's exactly the point we're trying to address here. So, so when I get the call from Peter and, and so I go, Peter, I got, let me pray over it. Let me think about it. Because 
I want to do it, and I want to, but what I decided as we talked today when I came in, I don't want to do it through a black man's eyes. I don't want to do it through a white man's eyes. I don't want to do it through Jewish eyes. I don't want to, I'm trying to hit every, a brown eyes mm-hmm. or any, a man's eyes or woman's. I want to do it through the eyes of Christ. And the eyes of Christ, the first thing that the eyes of Christ mm-hmm. says is repent. Mm-hmm. So when I look at the video, and we don't, we don't know the truth. We only know what we've seen. And that, as, you, as I've told you, how they can control what you see. So for anybody to make a decision based on what they saw, okay, or know what's in Mr. Chauvin's heart is wrong because only God knows the heart. And who knows what we saw? So what I want to do is through the eyes of Christ. And I'll start by saying, had Mr. Floyd not entered that store with a counterfeit bill, this would have never happened. That does not excuse what they say happened. And you have to say that because there are people who are ready, oh, I want to throw a shoe. No, personal responsibility. Personal responsibility. And we, we as speak, when, when they brought the, uh, um, the woman in adultery, caught in adultery, to Jesus, he required her to go and sin no more. I'm thinking of like your dad. What would your dad have thought if he found out you were going with a counterfeit bill? Yeah. What would have been his attitude? Well, well, my, absolutely. my dad was old school. I, I mean, my dad was, he, that was no way he would have allowed that to happen. My dad would have just given me $20 or, or you know, I, I mean, see, but now you're dealing with the, the attack that happened back in the Garden of Eden against the family, which is being spurred on today. Government is trying to replace authority in the family. We have to say these things through the eyes of Christ. How did this happen? This is not vote for this party and we'll change and vote for this guy and we'll change. The reality is the Lord is not the Lord of America. That's the problem. And, and so you, you have suspect verdicts. You have suspect cases. I'm sorry. Would you repeat that? The Lord is not the Lord of America. Thank you. That's, that, that is the root of all of our problems. But we put on our money, God, and trust. How well, could wait, you say wait, that? We, we, we live in a country that has certain traditions. And so uh, Tom Paine wrote uh, in his uh, uh, pamphlet that in America, the law is king. Now, you know, you can, you can quibble with that, but that's pretty much all we had here. Yeah. We had, we had people coming from all over the world as immigrants, some of them as, as slaves, some of them uh, freely, and so on and so forth. They have, we have no common tradition here. Uh, we have no common culture. Uh, but we have the law as, as the great equalizer. Right. Well, if you can't, can you trust the law? Well, can the law be manipulated to the point? Then look, look, what could happen last year? Right. Last year, we, we realized that if you're Google, you're the government yeah. because you make the rules. Yeah. And my livelihood is dependent upon the people, people making rules in Google, and I have no recourse. So there, you, there goes representative government. That's exactly what happened in Indianapolis when Mike Pence was here with the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Correct. You have oligarchs, CEOs coming in and saying, you've got to change your law. 
well, wait a minute. We elected these people to make our laws, and now you're telling, who gave you the right to change the laws of the state of Indiana? That's the electoral process. Now the question is, are they going after the judicial process as well? Is that going to be weaponized? Is that going to be politicized to the point where if you have a, a, a position uh, that is politically sensitive, as you had, well, all bets are off because we will demonize you in the press and you can't get a fair trial if you're demonized. So it used to be that if uh, uh, somebody found, someone found a newspaper, a newspaper in the jury box, well, mistrial, mistrial. We can't go on because that person has information outside of the courtroom that is influencing his decision. Well, we're way beyond a newspaper. Yeah. And, and uh, you're right, you can't judge a person's heart, but we are in a system here where the law is king. Well, th what we're seeing here is an attempt to undermine the law, the idea of law, the rule of law. Well, it's subverted and it's brought under control and it's not justice. That's the problem. It's not justice. Justice becomes relative. Justice uh, is the opinion yeah. of the powerful. That's exactly That's right. what Thrasymachus said to yeah. Socrates a long time ago. And Socrates disagreed, and as a result, we had a civilization that was based on justice as something other than simply the rule of the powerful. Well, what we're doing is heading back to the opinion to a point where truth is the opinion of the powerful, because if you own Google, you get to determine what the truth is. But it was going to go there from the get-go, because we know the Bible talks about the law. Okay. Well, and we also now, now is there, are there two laws? Which law? No, no, okay, wait, we no, know wait, what the law we is. Know, we, we didn't know anything at the beginning. So Ben Franklin, said, they asked him, what kind of government do you have? And he said, it's a republic you if you it. can keep it. Right. So we didn't know. And there was a struggle. America has been nothing but a struggle, you know, between various groups of people, okay? And sometimes it gets better and sometimes it gets worse. Yeah, but you can't have a law. You can't say it's a republic and it's ruled by law. And then the U.S. Constitution, the supreme law of the land, has no acknowledgment of God. So, so where's the reference point to this law? Yeah. Well, the law has no reference to God, so what's it reference to? Money? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's where it ends up referencing itself. Because mm -hmm. well, once you take God out, money's going to be the been, determiner. It's been, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. So people came over, and they had their idea. They brought their cultures over here, and they established their own little colonies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in places like Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and they were, you know, the Irish neighborhood and the Polish neighborhood and the Italian neighborhood and the Lithuanian neighborhood. And at a certain point, everything's, you know, we're, we're all a little bit different, but we all kind of get along because we have the laws here. And then suddenly, no, no, that's not the plan anymore. That's not the plan anymore. And I'm, I've been asked to speak to a group of uh, Lithuanians on Saturday. And the, the, one of the crucial turning points was Martin Luther King showing up in Marquette Park mm -hmm. and uh, standing on the one side and on the other side, they're, they're black. So the other people, well, they have to be white, right? right. If they're not black, they're white. Right. Well, they thought they were Lithuanians. And they thought that we came here as Lithuanians and we have the right to have our own little culture here and blah, blah, blah. And it was declared uh, unconstitutional, illegal, bad people. And this was the beginning of this ball rolling. And the man who gave them credibility was our beloved President Hes uh, Father Hesburgh, mm. who in the, the icon of Notre Dame is Hesburgh, yeah. 
and Martin Luther King singing, We Shall Overcome. Mm -hmm. What was he doing? He was betraying his Catholic brothers, mm -hmm. uh, being a, 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 an agent of social engineering and creating the world of racial polarization that we have to live in today. Today. This is what we got to deal with right now. That's because, you know, if you go back, and in, in I go back to justice should be based on truth. So, so I go back to uh, Pontius Pilate and Thank Jesus. You. And, Thank and you. What, what was the exchange? You know, well, what is what truth? What is truth? And see, truth to those in power is relative to mm -hmm. what they want to have happen. Um, going back quickly to my case, one of the... Um, uh, Karen DePape, who's the Director of uh, uh, Communication with South Bend Police Department, for those who don't know, we've been, since 2012, trying to get tapes released of corrupt officers that have unknowingly uh, recorded plotting crimes. Mrs. DePape heard it. She's the Director of Communications. Filed a lawsuit. During the discovery process, the city legal department, Mr. Buttigieg, who is now the uh, Secretary of the Department of Transportation, um, uh, had his uh, legal department interview Mrs. DePape. He fired her, of course, when she came to him and said, this is what's on here, okay, which you, you would think a mayor would say these officers should be fired. Well, he fires her for telling him the truth. She sues. He directs the city legal department, Stephanie Steele, Crystal Briscoe, uh, and Tasha Outlaw, who are then members of the city legal department. They they, uh, during discovery, ask Mrs. DePape what's on the tape. She tells them 15 times that there's corruption, that, that this officer, Tim Corbett, bragged about setting up black defendants and bragged specifically about setting me up, okay? Uh, they redact those comments. Well, Stephanie Steele has just been uh, promoted to judge. That should chill everybody in St. Joe oh. County to fill uh, Judge Miller's seat. Crystal Briscoe is a magistrate, and her name has just been submitted to replace Judge Reagan, okay? Um, that, so, wait a second. They get, they're getting promoted to judgeships based on a payoff. Mm -hmm. So we know by, by Mr. Buttigieg, who it's not speaking evil of him to say that he's a wicked person. He's a, we, we've seen that here. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I've said quickly that any time that Mayor Buttigieg wants to come to my church and repent, I will go to the kneelers <laughs> with him, and I will kneel with him and pray for him, okay? Um, but at the same time, I'll denounce the works of Satan through him. Mm -hmm. and, and so, but, but this is, these are people who are now going to be judges, mm -hmm. Yes. These, so, they, do, this, so this is the this is the so, issue. So, Here so, locally, they're going to be judges. Right. So then, so then my take on on, on this is, you know, we have uh, we're talking about truth. So my question is, as we're in this war, well, this it's spiritual a war, spiritual battle. As Ephesians are, sixteen. So, right. So okay. we are in a spiritual battle against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the mm -hmm. darkness of this world. Uh, from, our, from the political side, mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, it's in the police department. Uh, real quick, well, I won't even go over that as far as what happened with me and the police. But uh, thank God I but was- But at least you're alive. I'm alive. Eric Logan is dead. 
and, and what, well, now, well, what the police got, after I got pulled over by the police, coming out of, I got off work at 11 o'clock at night, mm -hmm. uh, the police pulled me over. South Bend Police Department? South Bend Police Department. How long ago? Uh, this may have been about 15 years okay. ago. Uh, I came, I got off work at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, I noticed as I was pulling out of Wiper Kenwood's parking lot that a car was headed real fast out of the Western Plaza parking. Mm -hmm. And I noticed it was a police car. Mm -hmm. Well, it got behind me and pulled me over when I made it down to Cayley Street, which is about six to eight blocks away. Mm -hmm. Police uh, uh, ran my plates and stuff and told me I had a warrant for my arrest for four counts of battery which was not true. Um, so when they got me, when the police officer got me in, the, in handcuffs, a poli another police officer just pulled up and walked straight up to me and said, okay, uh, I think you can get away. You, you look like you can get away. Go ahead and run. <laughs> I said, what did you say? He said, you, you look like you, you're in pretty good shape. Go ahead and run. I think, I bet you'll get away. My response to that was, I didn't say nothing. I just bowed my head. And as I bowed my head, uh, I looked at the police officer's badge and got his name. When I went to, uh, they took me to uh, that jail, and I went to court that next morning. Mm -hmm. uh, what had happened was they didn't do something on the paperwork which triggered a warrant for my arrest. The judge told me to have a seat. He looked at the case. Uh, called me back up after everything was over with and he said sir we cannot uh, do anything about them arresting you but I apologize and you guys let this guy go mm -hmm. immediately so they let me go and I go down to the police department and I file a complaint against this officer who uh, made this statement with me and thank God he's not a police officer mm -hmm. today in our city mm -hmm. so uh, as far as can a person receive justice I'm always leaning to say no. Well, here, here's the thing. You, you need to back up, okay, and say, a after they stopped you, they told you to run your plate. But here's the problem. The Constitution requires probable cause for the even run your plate. Yeah, I, I didn't do nothing. Oh, I okay, see, see, the problem is, okay, I'm Joe Police Officer. I pull you over. Sir, I ran your plate, and you, wait a second, sir. My question is, why did you run my plate? Yeah. They never said why they stopped me or I See, wasn't well, speeding. Well, but, but, okay, there, there, there's cases, okay, the United States Supreme Court since the 60s required probable cause, okay? A, an officer can't just, I'm going to run this plate. He can't do it. Mm -hmm. They but have to be, you, sir, you, you went through a stop sign. Sir, you have a broke, one of the things in Chicago they'd always do is pull you over. And then as you're walking the car, break your taillight with their nightstick and say, I pulled you over because it broke the taillight. Okay. There was never probable cause. He never told you, sir, you were speeding. The, see, it goes back to what Mike and what Peter is saying. The justice system, it's been perverted. It's flawed. So can a person get justice? Depends on who they are. Maybe depends on who likes you and who do doesn't like you. 
I mean, the okay, but we're talking about it's getting it's getting to be on a kind of global level now. Oh well, yeah, it's not just local corruption here. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a national mm -hmm. issue here. Well, I, I mean, mean, for justice, I mean, you, I got, I don't have a college education. I got common sense. We had a our sitting president made a statement on TV. They where where he said if they didn't fire that guy, they weren't getting the money. Right then and there, he should have been, uh, uh, well, I mean, even during his running for president, he should have never been allowed to run for president. We're talking about uh, President Biden uh, in reference to uh, the money that was uh, in reference. He was about the money being given to, I think it was Burisma or whatever the case may be. But there was money that was on the table that he said if they didn't fire this guy, that was looking into his son working for that company, mm -hmm. they weren't getting the money. They, they, I mean, so they should have immediately, I mean, even now today, our president should be brought up on charges for that. But, but he, brought, he used his political influence to do what he did. See, but that, that's, what, that's what Mike is trying to say. We, we have, from the, from, People say all politics is local, so we start locally and then we go to, you just mentioned the president. At every turn, okay, justice is uncertain and it's selectively it's applied. It, that's exactly yeah. the point. And your life is now becoming more and more uncertain because someone can intervene and accuse you of something and you just don't have the sense of right that you had before. You know, you're, there are certain instances where you are guilty until proven innocent. Oh, yeah. But you're dealing with a world where there's no set definitions for any word anymore. Well, what's they, true? They, they can take your word and come up with their own definition and feel feel fine with that. There's no set definitions. Oh, I think I think uh, it's being defined racially. The justice is being defined racially. Well, but that's because it's convenient. There, there's no. Remember, go back to the Democratic Party being quote unquote the friend of black people. That's that's a scam. Yeah, it's a scam. Okay, so we get black people enraged about justice. Okay, so-called justice. Okay, you get them inflamed, but that's a, that's that's a that's a trained dog. Mm -hmm. That that's literally a trained. And, and I'm not, you know, degrading black people. Listen to what I'm saying. You're, you're getting a pack started, okay, and sent in a direction when you have no intent on being just. And that, and that is because the outcome is not intended to be just. The outcome is to do what you whatever you wanted to do. A political outcome. A political outcome. They come up with their own definition of justice. Well, so, you, so they just call it justice. Well, I like the way this brother put it. You're dealing with a system that is governed over a minority of people that have not dealt with past issues. Uh, racial past issues, or, or should I say, uh, police brutality, uh, in a sense to where uh, there's no trust in our police officers. When we'll just even go, we'll just start at Rodney King. Had something been done to the police officers that beat that man, beat Rodney King like he did, uh, had something been done then we'd probably be in a different position than we are now. But, but see, here's a problem. And, and when we, we could look at that through the eyes of a black person. There's a story of a, this man's last name is Green. Uh, and I read about him during the time I was in prison. A white uh, a veteran who was falsely in prison, 
for raping his wife. That was the same charge I had. And out of Missouri, and he, the prosecutor used a person who was hypnotized who said it was him. Well, it wasn't him. What? Okay, so, but, but this is what I'm saying. This is where it gets, you have to be careful when you say there's been an injustice to a black person without recognizing all people are subject to injustice. Yes, yes, the, and the I'm, eyes I'm glad of Christ. you said that. Do, I'm do, glad you, you said You see what that. I'm saying? Yeah. The, now, so, so we, we have to be quick to acknowledge injustice. Injustice without a color, without a culture, without an ethnicity. We have to say justice. If, if you do, if I call for justice. Justice, justice is blind. Why, if, is, why is justice blind? Justice is blind because the money that's behind it. Well, he's talking about in the better sense of the word. No. The statue of justice. She holds scales. There's, there's a, there's a the statue. statue. Is, okay. Justice is, is a woman. She's holding scales. Okay, so you're going to be weighing the balance. Mm -hmm. And she's got a blindfold on. That means she's not supposed to take account of the superficial things like the color of your skin. Yeah. God shows no partiality. That's, That's where that goes back so to. We're, we're that calling image. in the question justice. See, not just, see, what happens is, and that's how you get an angry pack, ethnically speaking, mm -hmm. attacking people mm -hmm. because they're spun up. If the Rodney King, well, Rodney King was terrible. I understand that. And all the I'm a black man. I'm 68 years old. I've been there. But what God does is now say, as a pastor, to my congregation who is not majority black, to my congregation who is Irish, who's uh, Asian, who's everything, I can't just stand up there and rail against the injustice against the black man. If I am a Christian, I have to look through the eyes of Christ and I have to see that my savior, who last time I checked was Jewish, mm -hmm. okay, was betrayed and they chose Barabbas. Betrayed by, yeah, thank you. Thank okay, you. they... Okay, so let's go back here now. Let's be, let's let's look at the justice from the. I, I'm not looking for black justice. I'm looking for God's justice. To piggyback on what you're saying, you, is that making sense? It, it, exactly. And I know I'm making people angry well, no, no, because they want to. My no. thing to the young man at work today. I, I, it, it, it's it's how are we looking on our time? Good. It, anyway, the young man we we. I asked a, a, another black man, and and I I asked what I when I'm at work I don't try to I'm not preaching all of that to people, but I asked him I said you know did you what do you think about that cop shooting that young lady that was finna stab that other girl, and uh, he said he could have shot her one time, and she might have lived. I said brother, but the the lady was about to stab. She Clearly. tried to stab one woman, Clearly. and the first woman yeah. fell to the ground. The, and then she had the knife and was finna stab the other woman. And had the officer not used force, deadly force, then that other woman would have been stabbed also. So then my thing is, we're too, and, and I'm also, I'm human. And I was quick to react in the flesh. But then the spirit man of me, immediately the word of the Lord came and said, the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So, you know, it's, it's this balance that as a, as a young man of color that I'm dealing with this thing, I want to make sure that I'm not doing things in the flesh when it comes to racial issues.
because it's a you know when you try to deal with it with color, you know it's a uh, you're dealing with principalities. Well, when you dealt with the the other thing is that we're 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 not uh, there are other cases that have taken place yes. at this time. Yeah. Now the uh, the um, the demonstration at the Capitol uh, was done by people who thought they had the right to assemble and the right to free speech, and they thought they were guaranteed by the Constitution. Based on the Constitution, okay. the people. Okay, power. and so on and so forth. Now, that got turned around by the media who called, put a label on them and said it was an insurrection mm -hmm. against the government. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, I've been to Washington, D.C., and uh, I was there bef before 9-11, and you couldn't get near the Capitol building. You couldn't get near, and that was before 9-11. And so this day, the people show up, and uh, basically there's nobody there, and they move the barriers. They, I, could, I have seen videos of the cops removing the barriers. Come on in. Come on in. So you can't get in there unless they mm -hmm. let you in. And so they're there, and there's a confrontation at the door uh, to one of the chambers, mm -hmm. and uh, the, a, man, a, 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 a cop, I assume he's a cop, mm -hmm. pulls out a gun and shoots a white woman. Right. Right. Named Ashley Bobbitt. An mm -hmm. Air Force veteran. An Air Force veteran, yeah. and she dies. Yeah. Now, had she not been there, that wouldn't have happened to her, first and foremost. That's right. That's I right. Mean, she, she had no well, business being personal in the Well, but... But if they, they open the doors... Right. I mean, I'm just saying... Yeah, I'm, uh -huh. I'm saying we have to keep the big picture. I mean, right. what, we, what we're dealing with is uh, political theater here. Uh -huh. you're, get, you're getting people, you're allowing them to come in for a political purpose. Okay, who knows who led those people in, right. okay? Right. You never know what's going on at this type of event. Now, this woman was shot. Whatever happened to that story? Yeah. Whatever happened yeah. there? Well, that's not convenient. Well, that cop's not going to be brought up on charges. No, that's exactly what happened because basically no, everybody's thinking, well, didn't that lady die? I wonder what happened. Yeah. And then they just announced like a two days ago, oh, no charges are going to be filed. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the difference? What's the difference? Well, that's not politically convenient. Yeah. There's no political purpose from the oligarch's point of view to pursue that and make it into a big deal. That's that's what that's the big picture here. Exactly. Everything exactly. that is happening here is through the eyes of the media, and the media are controlled by certain people, and these right. people have been trying to incite race war in this country yes. for almost a century yes. now. Yes. And I'm talking yeah. about groups like the NAACP, yes. the yes. founding of the NAACP, yes. Thank Marcus you. Garvey, Thank you. the great black nationalist from Jamaica who had a huge following in New York, shows up at the NAACP headquarters and, hey, there are no black people here. Yeah. It's a Jewish organization. Thank you. So thank you. It's a Jewish organization. Thank and you. suddenly we see this pattern uh, throughout history. Uh, you can't understand what's going on unless you understand that pattern. And so we, we have a, a, a black Jewish alliance that reaches a kind of culmination with the civil rights movement, and it falls apart. Uh, it was no longer expedient. It was... It, it, it was. It was no longer expedient. It was. It, the, well, it the, also the, had tension. Every everybody, everybody, everybody had decided to call it quits. The black uh, Harold Cruz, chairman of the Black Studies Program at Michigan State, wrote a book called "The Crisis of the Negro Intellectual." He said, basically, I was a communist. I was in Harlem. We were run by the Jews, and everything we did was for their interests. And blacks didn't profit from this at all. Mm -hmm. Okay, the Ocean Hill Brownsville strike, where the blacks take over the school district and they kick all the Jewish teachers out, and this causes a big uproar. And also the Arab-Israeli War, also 1967, at which point uh, the Jews say, "We've had it with these Schwarzes. We're going to support Israel now. We're checking out." Mm -hmm. So it, it went into a remission, okay, and then it came back with a vengeance with Ferguson. 
and George Soros creates Black Lives Matter, and we're back in business again. He gave him $34 million to burn the, burn the city down, and that led all the way up to, to, to where we are right now. Yeah. Now, this is what we've seen over this time uh, is an erosion of what you think you can do. You, we have reached a point where people can intervene in your lives, and you don't know whether you have rights anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know, maybe, is it COVID? Is it something else? I mean, I just don't, I, I can't travel. I, I thought I could go to the Capitol. I thought I could march. I had, thought I had a right to, and now I'm called a terrorist because I showed up there. Because the same, these people are basically in control of all of the categories of how we think. And I'm saying, that's what happened in this trial. It was a foregone conclusion. Mm -hmm. can, any, can anyone, anyone in a situation like this where you've been demonized by the, the national press for months Expect to get a fair trial? I don't think so. Don't think so. Well, well you had a congresswoman out, out, out Maxine there the Waters night, out the night yeah. before. Yeah. And, and so, and, 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 and she should have President been Trump was, I mean, there. So we, we are here, so I mean, she's, no. you know, she. Yeah. They went after him it for sounded, what sounded, they, inciting yes. insurrection. Right. But with her, it's not inciting insurrection. Yeah, I mean, she so. did something worse than what, I mean, she. she well, Alan said, Dershowitz was saying today, the noted uh, appeal attorney said that this is reason to seriously look at overturning his conviction because of the, the assumed pressure uh -huh. on the jury. You can't get any worse right. uh, um, uh, publicity. And remember, the jury, I don't believe, was sequestered. No, no, no so they were not. So they, they're hearing all of this mm -hmm. and believing that, oh, we better, you, so. They could have felt for their lives. Had, well, had they, a lot of people are saying that's what they're saying. They failed, that's look, failed. look when the, the, when the when the chief justice of the Supreme Court announces in chambers that we're not going to hear the Trump Texas case because they'll burn the the city down. There are rioters out there now. If the chief justice feels intimidated by these rioters in the street, you can you imagine what a no. a, a, a a juror feels like when their tactic, when Antifa's tactic is doxing. Okay, we'll find out who you are, we'll find out where you live, and we'll ruin your life. And you don't have any recourse. That's, that's the situation yeah. we're in right now. Whether it's Google, whether it's the ADL, whether it's uh, Antifa, you, 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 your, your life is dangling by a thread. And if somebody in a position of power, one of these groups doesn't like you, they will go out of their way well, to these, destroy these, you. These people are, are geniuses in a sense, but all they've done for the last so many years, 50 years, is study exactly how to achieve this. They know the psychology of who they're dealing with, and they have put their high, high, they got some high IQ people here, and they have put their efforts to undermine the system, and, well, and we're not prepared for their tactics. Well, when you have- And then that's the problem, is we're not, we're, we're not prepared for what they've been doing for, well, just, I, I'm just gonna speak in the, in the last 50 years. I mean, it's the same thing over and over. And I asked a young man, at the, I asked a question, a young man, and, and not to make this a, a, a racial issue or something, but when is it gonna end? When is it gonna end to where it happened, it's happening in my lifetime, it happened in my father's lifetime, it happened in my father's father's well, lifetime. Well, here, here's the thing, Cain killed Abel. Uh, okay, you, you see, but Cain killed Abel because now nah, the the spirit that, well, that was, mm -hmm. <laughs> no Cain killed Abel because of the this 
how he was conceived. I mean, that, oh, okay. Know. Now, but I mean, people don't wake up in the morning unless there's something wrong with them and decide to kill someone. Exactly. Okay. So, so whether it's Cain versus Abel, here's my point. We we digress down a side alley when we make this about you know I'm, I've been black all my life and I've said yeah I, I mean I get all of that. But again, I want to get it out the alley. I want to get on the main street, and I want to quote the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 6.10, and I want to talk about this is not what they're, they're trying to say, this is, this is a racism and a black issue. What I want to elevate on is we battle not against flesh and blood, but against and, powers and principalities. And that is the only way we're going to be victorious. Well, when you say when it's going to end, we know it's not going to end. We know the end of this story. Man, and look, so many people talk about, I, I, I hear it till I'm sick. You know, they justify homosexuality. What's love? What's wrong? Love is from God. Thank you. you you've decided, I want to take this word, and, and I, want to, I want to make it fit me, but you're, if you look at 1 Corinthians 13, it tells you what love is. Mm-hmm. And if you apply it to your life, then loving another same-sex person is not love. Mm-hmm. So we need to get back to understanding what God's intent for his, we are his creation. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, but the, the bigger, I think the bigger picture here is what, what controls your life? Well, what controls your life? When you get up in the morning, do you say, my whiteness is now going to... <laughs> determine what I'm going to what I'm going to have for breakfast or my whiteness is going to determine whether I, I uh, commit adultery or not no no your life is go- governed by a higher law and the mm-hmm. higher law is known as Christianity so exactly. the question is if we do we believe that do we believe that there is some type of deeper bond that we have that transcends all of the polarization but but here's this is going back to the quote-unquote insurrection. Here's the interesting thing. When Peter talked about the Constitution, if you listen to the people, they were there because of the people, by the people, and for the people. God was never involved. Thank you. They were there believing we have so the there, right so to So there, our... there was a naivete there. Yes. Yeah. There was yeah. a naivete yes. that you could somehow succeed simply by your power. Oh, I'm the people, and this is yeah. our house. Well, yeah. you're going to get shot. There's yeah. a, there is. <laughs> you're going to get a, shot. What the Constitution says, yeah. we the people, right? Mm-hmm. See, it's, it's, let me tell you something. When you, you start out with that thought again in the morning when you get up. Well, the first thing I do is I turn the news on, get the weather. I don't want to watch anything else, okay, for this reason. 90% of the media, the large media corporations, are co- controlled by six companies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we, we know the ability. I mean. And who, who are the people that well, run those six see, companies? You, well, you want to talk about Metro-Golden-Mayer and producing the movies? and The same the, people that created the NAACP. And the bank control the banking system. Thank and control you. the banking system. Now, is that... So we're uh, that's that's getting dangerous. You're getting a dangerous area here, because there are people who will come in and try and wreck your life simply because you're stating that fact. Okay. This uh, is like, just to bring that something we brought up in our last conversation. Tucker Carlson talked about the word uh, 
replacement. And now the ADL, the, the, the main Jewish terrorist organization in this country, is going after him. The pushback was the 1,500 rabbis criticized the ADL. And now the pushback again is the ADL doesn't care. They're going to try and get, drive him away by getting uh, driving this, the uh, advertisers away from Fox News. Well, let me read, because I, I started by saying the eyes of Christ. So before anyone wants to go down that side alley of racism, or the other side alley of uh, anti-Semitism, okay? Because you know that's what they've done with you, okay? This is the Bible, and I want to read the Bible. The Bible in John 19, uh, verse 12 says, From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. Um, uh, no, fr You are no friend of Caesar, Okay, and, he, and when Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out, sat down on the judge's seat, judging, okay, down at the stone's uh, pavement, which in Aramaic is Gehabatha. It was a day of preparation. It was about noon. Here's your king, Pilate said, but they shouted, take him away. Who did that? Who, who shouted, take him away? Jesus in 1836, John 18 said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. We're just talking about a spirit that has existed at the time that Jesus walked this earth that opposed his truth. That's what we're talking That's about. That's right. It's the same spirit. It's That's the science, same spirit. It's the, spirit. It's, the Jew, it's the Jewish revolutionary Ladies spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, they chose they, Barabbas. This, a this, of vipers. this is a Bible. I'm reading out of the Bible. These same people, what did he call them? I, you know, so, and you know, people, people, when we speak this way, people may not be satisfied of how I open with George Floyd saying that you, you have to take personal accountability for having a counterfeit bill. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, I was taught, <laughs> get a job and work. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, don't have a counterfeit bill, well, okay? Well, if a man don't work, it shouldn't but, be. But that's, that, that opened the door to everything that happened, and no one is justifying what the police officer did. I'm not, I'm not justifying that. That's a whole set of issues that, that he has to deal with himself when he stands before so his So you're guy. saying the $20 bill gave the principalities, if we were going to put it, that it, since it, it, it gave, gave the principalities a legal entity to cause what well, happened. Well, the issue was, you know, that that George Floyd, whether he was and he was he was said to be high that day. Well, you know, what what is what, pharmacia? Mm -hmm. Sorcery. It's, it's a spirit. Yeah. Okay, so folks, let let's go truth. If we're gonna go truth, if you're gonna invite me to your house, and ask me to speak truth, I will probably offend you. Because I'm going to talk about what is the root. Well, the pharmacia, which influences judgment, would have him go in and do that. And so Satan is just waiting. At that point, Satan is waiting. But but on the other hand, going back to the to, to that the um, Jewish people own, you know, maybe all six of those media companies. But it's also well known that once you fall away from the Word of God, I mean, that the Catholic Church was Silita Catholica. Once you fall away from the word from the law of God which our constitution does right away. Exactly. It opens the door for the uh, for the for the enemy of the church to come in. So so she, if she you will. open the, if you leave your key, keys in the car, a lot of people say why did you leave the keys in the car? Chief Chief is the uh, the official journal of 
the Catholic Church, created in 1850. Uh, in 1890, they did a three-part series on the Jewish question in Europe at that time. And in it, they said any country that turns away from the laws created by the Christian monarch will end up being ruled by Jews. It's that simple. It's one of those and we, and prophetic we, statements. They, they, they were talking about France. They were talking about the French Revolution. And now we see the same thing happened in America. And then, Mario, you can, you can testify. Have we fallen away from the laws of God? Yeah. In, uh, yeah. uh, the U.S. Constitution? Yeah. Uh, well, the Constitution, as you pointed out, is that the Lord... God is not named. I mean, on to purpose. Put, to, to put it on your money is laughable. The, the worst crime. Trust, but, when you don't trust in God. What's the worst crime in the Bible if you just go through it? Not acknowledging them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. even, yeah. Even the Muslim faith, I mean, you can't hardly speak three sentences and you have to acknowledge yeah. Allah. But, but see, the, the, the danger here is, though, that you're, you're undermining the only thing we have. As I said, in America, the law is king. That's all we have. But what law? But th and that's it. The, but po the point is that uh, the yeah, our laws come of corrupt. The, the point, you know, I I, told, I said this before, but I was supposed to speak in France, and I didn't get to speak. But uh, the uh, the when I was there, the the uh, the heir of the king of France sent a message to the the organization that was holding this, congratulating him for the thing. So if it were France, and you wanted to have a king, you, you could look him up in the phone book. Well, we can't do that here. We never had that situation. We never had well, that possibility. We have to work with what we have. And I think, in some sense, it's workable if you uh, do not uh, allow certain groups to completely undermine the moral law and enslave the people. So there's Jesus standing before Pontius Pilate, the ruler, and everything that Pontius Pilate did was legal in Roman law, but it was subverted by the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees, and the religious leaders of the law. That's right. Really so one. history repeats itself. Thank you. And God's in control because he's exposing it. But, 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 but uh, Candace Owens got on there and just did a rant, you know, that everybody's a coward. In other words, Pilate was a coward yes. because mm -hmm. they threatened him with insurrection yes. and yes. he caved in. Yes. And now we're seeing, and only people like Candace Owens are allowed to say this, okay? Yeah. Yeah. But she's blasting. We're all cowards. Where, where are the men? Mm -hmm. The church. The church has got to be uh -huh. the stronghold. Uh -huh. the yeah. church, it's a church. Yeah. And yeah. that's a topic for a whole other discussion. Yeah. God bless you all. Okay. Uh, this is um, Vincent, Mario, and Mike, and Peter on the show Israel.